Good evening, everyone, and I want to thank you for joining us again for another lovely, exciting edition of Raising Vibration Radio and Journey into Consciousness. I am one of your hosts, Reverend Raven. Tammy Lacente is our other host, and of course, we have a special guest, Tom Coates. Tammy, go ahead and take it away. Good evening, everyone. We're on to week three of the Michael Charts with Tom Coates. Thank you again for joining us. And good evening, Tom. Good evening. Glad to be back. Thank you. Thank you. So we left off with the, um, we were going through the essences and we had gone through all of the roles um, and we were moving on to the essence twin. I don't know if you want to recap the roles yeah, really I'll, quick. I'll, I'll recap a little bit. And I want to uh, also uh, uh the first couple of weeks, we spent most of the time on the on the Michael planes, uh, just to reorient people. Uh, we are all in the physical plane, but in the Michael uh, in the Michael uh, uh, framework, uh, you have six planes of, of what Michael calls planes of form. They are the physical, the astral, the causal, the higher mental, the messianic, and the Budaic, and as you go through those planes, um, each one is is more at a higher frequency, more rarefied than the one before it. Um, and in Michael's in Michael's uh, teaching, you uh, you you go through these through a cycle, which Michael refers to as a grand cycle, where you have some connection with all those planes, one after the other, um, and uh, and in and in uh, and you go through as a as we were going through the Michael readings chart, which is a a chart that's put out by one of the one of the number of Michael channels. But this one, this particular one, is by Shepard Hoodwin, who lives in Southern California, I think in Laguna Niguel, uh, in the uh, south of L.A. and uh, and. Shepard devised this chart a number of years ago. I think he's been using it for at least 20, some 25 years, maybe. And what he does is when people send photographs of themselves is that he will, he and request a chart, he will do a channeling with Michael and then fill in these, these uh, features on this chart, which, which in theory is being done by Michael group itself. As I mentioned previously, the Michael group is a is a soul group of consisting of approximately 1,050 uh, uh, souls or soul fragments or essences, and all, all the all the soul fragments within the Michael that comprise the Michael group previously had incarnate cycles on Earth, and and in there in the Michael lore. All but one of those uh, fragments completed its cycle of physical incarnations by about 500 AD, about 1500 years ago. Apparently, there was one straggler in the group who uh, who cycled off after a lifetime in the 14th, in the second half of the 14th century, as an Italian doctor, and he was deeply involved in helping people with uh, with bubonic plague or what was what was thought to be in retrospect bubonic plague was just the black known as the black death in the in the second half of the 
uh, starting around 1350 or something like that. And uh, uh, in, in Italy and then all over Europe and over the course of several decades, roughly a third of the European population died. Um, in any event, that was the last one. And, 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 uh, and, and, and I want to reiterate too, that, uh, whatever I say here on this, this show or, or, or the others, uh, if anybody listens to the recording and am, am I correct that, uh, Tammy or Sandy, that, uh, anyone who wishes to can go back and, and play the recordings from the earlier, earlier sessions of last week and the week before. Sandy. Yeah, so that is available on Facebook, on Raising Vibration Facebook page, or okay. YouTube, or you can listen to, on Anchor FM or Spreaker. Uh, we're all over the place. So you can listen right. by audio or you can watch the video. So right. the video is right here on Raising Vibration Radio page, Facebook page, or mm -hmm. the Raising Vibration Radio YouTube channel. Okay, all right. So and it will that. soon be on a journeys and journey into consciousness channel as well. Great. Okay. Well, I, I just want to, uh, for anybody who may be listening and doesn't know whether it could be heard later, I want to bring that up. But I would also like to reiterate what I've said previously, which I, I like to sort of use as a preamble for most any talk I give on most any subject. I ask people who listen to whatever I have to say, please do not believe what I tell you as if it is a fact. Uh, you don't need to disbelieve it or believe it, um, but be very careful with what you believe in. Beliefs are structures of consciousness that either expand or contract your ability to do things. And the Michael teachings are simply a framework for interpreting information and experience. And, uh, and to the extent that they can be expansive for people, then that they, they can be very useful. I, I would say, uh, and it's it's been it's been said to me by other uh, other sources of uh, spiritual information at the at the level of Michael or even beyond that the Michael teachings as such are are kind of uh, kind of to this uh, the spiritual uh, landscape as uh, adding subtracting multiplication and division are to to my mathematics as a whole these are in other words they're very basic they're 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 uh, in a sense you could call them foundational structures but they are nothing to to uh, uh to, they're not they should be the beginning of one's quest and not the and not the end point and uh and so uh, that i would say that uh, they can be useful, but the the landscape of of uh, a spirit, to my in my experience, is is far more far more complex, multidimensional, and and grand than than one might gather from uh, some of the Michael teachings. That's not to knock the teachings because they can be very useful, but uh, but don't take them as a catechism. Or, or something to memorize uh, because this is the way it is. This is, this is the perspective of one group, um, and there are many, many other perspectives out there. And I invite everyone who is interested to, to, uh, you know, listen to this and 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 listen and don't, but don't let it be the end of your 
of your search or your quest. Exactly. So, I've, I've used it very much like stepping stones to mm -hmm. broadening my, um, my pilgrimage, if you will, you know, right. um, not holding on too tightly, but found a lot of it very informational and useful and identifying things in myself and how I show up and what I'm moving towards. And as we're going to cover more, um, as we go through the, the essence and all the different roles. Yeah, I, I would, I would, in the context of beliefs, uh, you know, I use the term frameworks for, uh, uh, and that's what the micro teachings are, their framework in which to, to interpret, um, experience and information and so forth. Every belief, is something it does the same thing and and the and a framework by its very nature has boundaries and so if you're if you're um it, there's a tendency once one gets a establishes a belief to try to interpret whatever one experiences within that framework and oftentimes we will have experiences that cannot be interpreted in a, an appropriate way with you know by an existing belief we have to create new ones or let go of old ones and so forth another analogy i'm fond of and using in regard to to beliefs is that of a ladder you know climbing a ladder each rung on the ladder is like a, is a belief is like each rung on the ladder and you cannot you cannot get beyond the one you're on until you until you you take your foot and put it on the next rung and in order to do that, in the in the context of beliefs, that means oftentimes letting go of the ones you have. That's exactly so, what I've experienced through my right. life. Yes. So, and, and we get attached to beliefs, so uh, there's sometimes they're very hard to let go of. But uh, uh, but anyway, that's that's enough said about that for the moment. But I I do think I keep on coming back to it because I think in in our in in. In every time, this is an important uh, issue. In a time where where things are changing as rapidly as as they're changing in our own time, it's more important than ever. Um, and we see in our society, not only in the United States but around the world, that there's great uh, polarization uh, among various peoples that are because they're stuck in different belief systems. And in uh, each, they're like tribal groups, and uh, the tr the vibration of tribal consciousness was useful once upon a time, but it's not very useful in the world we live in today. And so uh, uh, that's 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 just another glaring example of the kind of issues I'm talking about. Um, okay, moving on to the Michael reading chart. Can we get that up on the screen? Uh, it is. Oh, really? Why is it not showing up on mine? Huh. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I'm not going to touch anything for fear that I will uh, do something <laughs> cause some problems. So I'll just, I'll just take it as I'll believe that you, what you've told me that it's there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, think um, it's on page two. Is that correct, Sandy? Yeah. To... And don't believe anything. <laughs> Um, all right. Yes. Item two in the list of things that I gave you, Sandy, is, is that that's up on screen. That yes. is correct. Okay. All right. Excellent. 
Well, last week we went through the top the top line of this thing, um, and and as I as I stated when we when we got on this this chart last week, um, the top half of the chart is is relates to the to the what Michael refers to as the essence, the soul essence, and uh, and that is a these items in the top half it should be stated are consistent and, and they're the same um, across all lifetimes within a given cycle of lifetimes. And so um, uh, these, uh, th these aspects that are, that are denoted there are not ones that will change during a lifetime or the, and they're not ones that will change um, uh, between one lifetime and the next within a given cycle. And, and as I said, under the Michael teachings, going through all the planes that we discussed is a grand cycle. The average person on Earth, according to Michael, has had a history of four grand cycles, of completing four grand cycles before embarking on the current one. And, and, and my experience is that um, many, many people that I've encountered have many more cycles than that. And I, I say many more, anywhere from 9, 10, 12, 13, 14. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and I'm told I don't, I don't, I can't verify it other than, than uh, uh, what I've heard from Michael is that, that there are many beings uh, uh, in the closer to the, to the galactic center uh, on planets that would be say, we're 23,000 light years from the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And that, and that if you get into planets that, uh, that are half that distance, say 10,000 light years from the galactic center, there are many beings that have, according to Michael, and I'm not sure whether Michael knows this or just speculates on this, but uh, um, uh, that, that have many more grand cycles than, than most anyone on earth. Um, and perhaps that's true and perhaps it's not. I just throw it out for information that Michael has provided from time to time. Um, the, um, as I indicated last week, that as you look at the top of the, of the reading chart, you see four, uh, four grade eight, four uh, classifications. And these are referred to by Michael as axes, or each one is an axis the inspiration axis, the expression axis, the action axis, and the assimilation axis. Each of the first three has what Michael refers to as an ordinal and a cardinal aspect. The ordinal being the more routine, the more normal, regular, whatever you want to call it. The cardinal being the, the one that, that uh, in, incorporates more extremes uh, and, and so forth. And so, in the and so the roles that that are just to recap the roles come under those and under the inspiration axis you have server and priest server being the ordinal component priest being the, the cardinal component um, and and both of these are are groups of these are these will be seen people who are who are animated by a by soul essence, which which has a role of, of server, will 
will uh, be inspired to help other people. Um, people who are who are animated by a soul essence, which is which is a, a priest, by in terms of its uh, role, will be inspired not only to help other people, but they'll be inspired to believe generally that they they know. Um, how things should be done and they'll be inspired to tell other people how to do it uh, in a very, uh, sometimes very insistent way. Uh, um, and, and that, you know, it's not bad, but it, it, it's, uh, it, 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 it is, it's a more intense level of energy than the, the server. Um, the, uh, the artist, the next, the expression axis is represented in the ordinal aspect by artisan, which would be typified by an artist um, uh, and 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 uh, or a sculptor or something like that, or many 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 people in the theater are artisans, um, and also the cardinal aspect is sage. Many people in the theater would be would be sages as well. Not so many sages would be would be a famous artists, however, um, and you don't have to be. Uh, an artisan to be an artist, but uh, but it if you are an artisan and you're an artist, it's because it, you, you just you're just driven to do this. And uh, um, it's interesting, always interested me a bit that the sage is shown as the more cardinal aspect of the expressive axis, perhaps because sages are more prone to communicate with words. Um, where artisans are more prone to communicate with symbol, with imagery and so forth. Um, but, um, and, uh, and then in the action axis, you have the ordinal, ordinal aspect is warrior, um, whose instinct is to protect the hearth, protect the hearth and the home front and so forth. Um, uh, I would, I would venture a guess that if you, uh, that if you, uh, um, did a Michael chart reading on all the members of the secret service that you would find a disproportionately large number that would be warriors. warriors. Exactly. You certainly would find it in military as well, but, but the secret service is fairly well typifies its mission to protect the, the president and to protect the currency, um, uh, as a, as an agency of the, of the treasury, um, is, a. Uh, is is right on the money with what a warrior energy is about mm -hmm. um, and the uh and then the king is uh is is the cardinal aspect and the uh the the most uh significant um the most significant in my mind two features of kings is that they are they can be and and more so than probably other other uh, uh, roles are sort of natural leaders and uh, sometimes sometimes charismatic sometimes not but always sort of sort of having a sense of in, of, of authority in built within them that, that many others do not have so Hitler and, was a king right I'm sorry Hitler was a king uh you know, I don't, I don't recall that whether it was or not. I, I was frankly thinking it might've been a priest, but I'm, I, I don't remember. Oh, you don't Tom, remember. Okay. Yeah. Tom, I was just going to ask you, can you name a couple of Kings, um, 
that you're aware of that the public would be able to recognize? Donald Trump would be one. Yeah. Most people can recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> that Donald Donald Trump is, you know, he, he is a he is a a, a a young three or four or five king, um, and uh, and it's interesting that you know here's a guy who who uh, ran for president, ever never having run for office in his life, and uh, and. Uh, and had no doubt in his mind, apparently, even though he apparently ran for president as best I could been able to piece together, primarily in order to boost the ratings on his TV show. And uh, without any expectation or, or even any desire, really, to win uh, in an in a authentic way. And, um, and, then, uh, and then when he did win, though, he, he apparently had little doubt that he knew better than anybody else how to run the country. And, and so... That's, that would be consistent with a king energy, even though I would say there was a lot of, of negative poll uh, aspect within the Trump uh, presentation. Um, Jesus Christ uh, is another example of a king in a more positive poll. Um, and so, uh, uh, and he, he was an old six, old seven king, I believe, um, his primary fragment. And maybe more than one, as I think I mentioned in one of the previous sessions, <clears throat> my information is that the Jesus had was actually animated by eight fragments. Yeah. And that the primary was an old, old king, I think a seven, which is the highest level. And, um, and that, um, uh, and that there were more than one, there was more than one king fragment within the array. Uh, and so he had a lot going for him in the king vein and 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 it and was able to engage that king energy at a, at the at the you know a very very high level excuse me um, any other questions on that tammy no i'm good um and then the last one is scholar, the scholars, uh, you know, a college professor, uh, absent-minded college professor who's got uh, piles and piles of books around his office and so forth is it would be an atypical scholar <clears throat> in a, probably in a positive poll. A negative poll would be a, a hoarder. Uh, in so, which, as I said, probably most of the, a many, a disproportionate large number of the hoarders in the world probably are scholars. Tom, so huh? let me just ask this. Um, inspiration, expression, and action, is that, did they have the moving parts where you can go between both and assimilation scholar doesn't, is that correct? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. In the, in the roles under inspiration, expression, and action, you have the cardinal and the ordinal, so they have moving parts and scholar doesn't. Right, it just stays in scholar. Well, I don't, when you say moving parts, I don't know what you. I what don't. Um, like so, between server and priest, if you were to come up a priest, wouldn't you also? See, you know, you have server tendencies too, but more 
predominantly it would be priest or or no is that a misunderstanding no no you're going to be either a server or a priest not both oh so i was misunderstanding right right got it okay yeah the the server is just the more muted version of the same axis of energy the inspiration axis um the priest is the more the more uh inspired and specifically inspired you know to to tell others you know to to know more than others about how life should be lived and all that sort of thing. Um, whereas the server's primary uh, interest is in simply helping Serving. people. Yes. Right, yeah. right. Um, and uh, so, any, uh, that's a recap, but I probably a necessary one for the rest of it is any, and as I said, you can have, as uh, mentioning with the, with this situation with Jesus, having had eight fragments animating his life, well, eight different essences. Um, no matter how many you have, you're going to have one primary, and that's going to be the that's going to be the the uh, lens through which the all the others are going to be uh, operating for the lifetime, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, and so, um, if that's a priest, then there could be, you know, three or four others that they're all going to, they're all going to operate through that lens. It's a little bit like a, it's a little bit like a, a, a dance, you know, where where the the fragments or, or essences will get together for the life and, and say, I've got a here's my dance card. Who wants to join me in this endeavor? And uh, we're going to dance to the. Well, no matter what it is, some, but it's going to be the 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 tune is going to be called by the by the by the one who's the, the primary fragment, if that makes sense. All right, so moving to the next line, that that was the first line was roll on the left hand side of the page there. Mm-hmm. The next line is was what Michael refers to as essence twin, and uh, and so. When when this chart is filled out, um, we have nothing but blanks here now. But you have these little these little uh, circles to the left of each of the each of the rolls and so forth. When the chart is filled out, one of those will be checked, and uh, and so the person may be a sage or maybe a you know, what any one of these things. Um, the next line, essence twin, all the, these are all blank too. What the essence twin, according to Michael, and, and I, I don't have it. I don't know what, whether this is absolutely true or not. It's not a teaching that I'm aware of coming from other sources. Um, but according to Michael, when when uh, Sparks are cast from the Tao, as Michael calls it, when souls are are go leave the Tao as and and uh, and embark on a cycle of uh, incarnations. Uh, according to Michael, they are cast in pairs, and so um, the essence twin is is that uh, other essence or fragment that is that is cast simultaneously with with the one with the one at the top and 
they may or may not uh, know each other from lifetime to lifetime, but but uh, and they may not they may not progress at the same at the same rate. Um, but they will apparently, according to Michael, uh, be in at, at least at the level of soul essence. They will remain in in contact throughout the cycle of incarnation, and uh, and so. Um, the essence twin will have its own role and that's why the the role here you have the same array of roles and and when this chart is filled out um beneath that line there will be an added statement that says um incarnate incarnate uh uh you, you know him or you know her um uh, or incarnate, no plans to meet, or something, or something like that. There'll be a statement there, or that, or there will it will say uh, discarnate. And the key, the key aspect there is that, according to Michael teachings, if your essence twin is not incarnated um, during your lifetime, then it will most likely be involved as one of your spirit guides, at least at the upper levels and perhaps even at the lower levels of soul evolution. And, uh, and so that's why the role of the essence twin will be significant um, because the, uh, uh, because the, the role of the, of the role of that essence twin will, will be, fairly deeply imprinted into the consciousness of the of the human uh, almost as if it were his or her own soul because of the closeness between the essence twin at the essence level and and one's own essence or soul and uh, um, I, I can uh, I'll give an example of that um, uh, my uh, uh, my late wife had a had a essence twin that was a an old two something or other, and um, uh, and the connection was close enough, according to according to another source, that when the chart was done of my wife. Uh, the the Michael Michael itself misread the energy of the essence twin as the energy of 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 my wife's own soul and 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 confused that as as part of who what her soul uh, age and, and role was. Oh, that's interesting. So how yeah. how was that discussed? Like how did that how did even the dialogue of that come up? Did. Well, it, it, it came up because um, because I when I saw it, I was I was uh, I was confused. It was it was a soul age issue, and I was confused by it. And I and I uh, consulted another group, and that's the information I got. Mm. Um, so, um, and it was you know, they, and and the information I got was. It was not. It was a. It was a mistake that 
that was uh, uh, easily made because the, because the connection was so close, it was, it was energetically difficult to tell one from the other. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, that I say that to, to indicate the significance of the Asterisk Twin, the, the significance the Asterisk Twin can have, particularly if it is not, uh, if, if the twin is, is not incarnated while, while you are and, and, the, and the twin is, is serving as a, as a spirit guide. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we'll, any questions on that, Tammy or Sandy? No, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm really enjoying this. I, okay. I feel like I'm all of them at the same time myself, but that's just my ego. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the ego is not on the chart, but if we I get know. into the lower part, there there are aspects that will show that will point some of that up. Um, the um, um, the next the next line is with what Michael refers to as cadence position. Um. Now, Caden's position is, uh, according to Michael, and I, I don't know whether I talked about this last week or not uh, at all, but according to Michael, um, you not only are cast in pairs, but there are groups that, that are sent out together. Um, and, and they're sort of like uh, rifle squads in the uh, infantry of the army or something, you know, where you send out a rifle squad that has, uh, not 10 or 11 guys in it and uh, well, used to be guys, I guess maybe it can be women too now. And, uh, and you've got a, you got a radio operator, you might have a medic, you might have a forward observer and everybody has some kind of a role. And so in the, in the cadence uh, that my, Michael organizes things at the soul level in a somewhat uh, regimented uh, militaristic way, or at least that, that's my interpretation of it. Others might differ from my, uh, my statement on that. But, um, uh, but in any event, what is, what is indicated there is that the, is that when you are in, when you're in a, in a, a what Michael refers to as a cadence, um, and if you're a, if let's say, as in my case, I, I, my role primary role is that of a sage um, and uh, and and yet in the cadence my my role is that you're, you're assigned a role that may or may not correspond to your your actual the essence role and uh, and so in the cadence uh, uh, my role is scholar in fact there are layers of you can see cadence, cadence position, then you see cadence, then you see greater cadence. And these are all, these are all number sequences in Michael. And I, I won't, I, I won't get into the numbers because honestly, I find them a bit boring and I don't want to bore anybody else with them either. But, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, uh, but in any event, in my own case, uh, I am, I am a, uh, I've got what is referred to as triple scholar casting in terms of this, uh, of this, these cadence positions. And so that itself will have a significant influence 
on one's uh, uh, tendencies, um, and and it it can create some degree of confusion as to what one's real role is. And as as a for instance, um, even though I am a I am a, a, a sage, my role as sage, given my my all of my my scholar casting. Uh, I have always been a collector of things, not so much, um, I mean, what, one example is collecting books, and I've, I've got a library of about 15,000 books, um, far more than I ever would need, but that's just one of those things. And, <laughs> and, it's be, and it's because of that damn cadence casting. That I, <laughs> You know what? I must have the same problem, Tom, because I keep ordering <laughs> books, but I never read them, but I just love their vibration. Yeah, Sammy, well, did you have Scholar in yours? Do you have your chart out? Uh, I can find it. I'll find it and I'll put it up here in a minute. But no, yeah, you put it I'm, up, did you? I was just curious. Because I, I don't probably remember. do. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, Maybe because I got 10,000 books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I ever before I ever had my uh, my first reading, I I was I thought pretty surely I was I must have been a scholar, even though I never was much of a student in school. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I was just because of my tendency to collect things, you know, and uh, and so uh, uh, that's what scholars do. That they that's on what Michael refers to the, as the assimilation axis. Where a scholar will walk through a room and stuff will just stick to him, you know. That that's just uh, if it, it's just stuff, you know. And and, uh, uh, and my my brother is a is an actual scholar, and and he's got um, he's got uh, uh, he's got a basement filled with books, boxes upon boxes of books. Um, he's got uh, he's got. Uh, all sorts of uh, furniture jammed into his house that he, he can barely walk around, you know, and uh, and it's because of that all that scholar energy that he's got. So um, anyway, that's that's the any any questions on that before we move on to the next line. So you didn't want you don't want to go into the different numbers and that we're going past that, right? There's, oh, the the numbers that are in those things. Yes. Well, the numbers that are there, it, uh, the numbers that are there are are numbers that that is a as a numbering system Michael uses uh, for the various uh, servers one, artisan two, warrior three, um, scholar four, right in the middle. In other words, if you were to line up the energies in terms of intensity levels this is the way michael perceives they would go um, uh, th that's that, that's essentially what those numbers mean uh, so so that's that's a numbering system that relates to the relates to the relative intensity of the energy of the individuals that manifest or, or that are, that are guided by these particular roles so uh so server would be the the least the least um, um, intense. Uh, artist would be the next least. Um, warrior would be the next least, and then <clears throat> and then uh, scholar, and then sage, and then 
priest and then king. Is that any any further about that? So, looking <coughs> at my own chart, I'm a, uh -huh. my role is sage. My essence twin is discarnate priest. My cadence is one, which would be server, and my greater cadence is four, which would be scholar. Yeah, and the, what these numbers represent what Michael refers to as cadence positions. Okay, so so I am. Uh, I'm a sage, but my, my cadence position is 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 sage is number five, but my cadence position is number four because it's scholar. You, mm -hmm. you see, see what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, but that's the energetically that the other thing applies too. Um, so, um. <clears throat> all right, moving down to the next line there, which is uh, cadre and entity. Um, um, Michael has a numbering system. Anybody who's ever in the military, which I was, um, you have you're assigned to a unit which has a you know, like the 101st Airborne, 82nd Airborne, mm -hmm. 10th Mountain Division. Um, uh, first Armored Cavalry, all just different things. And, and so um, Michael does the same thing with with, uh, um, with this cadre and entity thing. Um, and honestly, I don't, this is to me about the least significant piece of all this stuff on the chart. Um, and the reason I say that is, in historically, Michael's students have felt a sense of uh, what of, of say camaraderie with yeah. people who were in their in their own cadre and even in their own entity. The entity is a smaller a smaller assembly. Um, which is like in the case of Michael, a thousand fifty, and generally, according to Michael, a thousand fifty to eleven hundred souls, and uh, um, and and so people have had the ability to to again feel some sense of camaraderie with these various with people who were who were animated by souls that were that had a, they were in the same entity of the same cadre and so forth. Um, and, uh, well, the reason that I, I, I've got a couple of reasons for not paying much attention to it. One is that, uh, uh, having served in the military and having been in different, different units, I mean, you know, it's great when you're there, but, um, unless you went through something like the, Omaha beats Normandy invasion together. Uh, just the fact that somebody was in your unit doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, and um, uh, and secondly, more importantly, we are in a time of of increasing complexity in the array of of uh, essences that that are animating human beings. Uh, the Michael, the Michael teachings are predicated on an assumption that 
a person will be animated by only one essence or fragment. Um, historically, according to my information from other sources, and I actually have gotten corroboration from this, of this from Michael, um, there was about 1% of the population going back thousands of years that might have had more than one fragment, um, one essence that was animating operating, as I said, on the, through the lens of the primary, but nevertheless, more than one. And, uh, and this now is an increasingly uh, a prevalent phenomenon. The incidence of it today is between, I believe, between 10 and 15 percent. And, uh, um, and that's something that has increased from, from uh, roughly 1% from the time I was born until now. And what do uh, you think that's attributed to? I'm told that that's attributed to the desire, the plan, the intention of creation to add levels, increasing levels of complexity. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, uh, and this is apparently not something that's happening, according to my information, Again, it, it, you can't, it's, you know, this information and a couple of bucks will buy you a cup of coffee. At, right. But, uh, but uh, according to my information, uh, the, uh, uh, the numbers of souls over the next century or so, maybe a century to a century and a half, will get to a point where every single human on earth is, is animated by multiple fragments, multiple essences. And so the, what I refer to as a multi-fragment composite soul. And, uh, and what that will mean is that um, each, the reading for each of those individuals will include multiple different reading pages of for the top half of the of what we have here of the uh, of the Michael reading chart of the because each essence will require separate you know have a potentially separate role separate essence twin separate cadence position separate cadre entity and all these other things there will only be one personality involved but there will be multiple aspects animating that personality and uh um, and so it, it makes it, it, it sort of, uh, if you've got somebody who's animated by half dozen or more uh, essences, uh, trying to identify with the cadre entity of each one is a little, a little pointless, seems to me. Because uh, each one will be from it, will, will have its own, its own configuration. And, uh, and they're all just as legitimately associated with the person as as the primary. Does that does that answer your question? Yeah. So I'm sitting here taking this in and trying to imagine if it was the first time that I was hearing this and um, and how I would interpret that. Maybe um, so having multiple fragments going through one lens um, might seem like, oh, 
is that a person that just has like multiple personalities and what have you, but you no. yourself have multiple fragments and we've, so maybe you can um, expand a little bit more on what that's like to like, you know, and how you experience it and you still just experience your life as Tom Coates. Right. Yeah, the, these are, you know, it's, it's as if, uh, it's as, as I, uh, I referred to it as a, you know, a sort of a dance a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, what it, what it means is that each of the fragments is, is for the, for the uh, life of the individual is, uh, dancing to the same tune. They're going to be adding layers of complexity to the, to the perspective of the individual. They're going to be adding layers of, 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 of sort of internal uh, resource. Um, um, and uh, I, mean, I have one example that, and I've had debates with various of the Michael channels about this. And there is no, there is no, uh, uh, there's no final word on it. And, uh, and it's not something that Michael, Michael is learning about this now itself. And so it doesn't have any final word on this stuff either. But, um, um, but as a, for instance, um, in the, uh, um, in the, I, I may have even brought this up before, but in the, in the uh, final illness of my late wife, um, she was paralyzed and, and was, uh, this was uh, nine years ago. She was, she was uh, in, in a pretty extreme condition from cancer and was, and was, uh, uh, and, and I had to, you know, in terms of the care, we had a daytime nursing uh, uh, care, semi uh, nurses A type, and then I, I would be with her at night, and uh, um, and and I would never have imagined that I was capable of the kind of uh, support that I ended up being able to provide for her during that last several months of her life, and. Uh, and I really believe that my, in my own situation, that it was made more, it was made easier for me by the, by virtue of the fact that, that, um, one of my ancillary fragments is a, is a, a server. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was as if that server fragment was somehow engaged in ways that were beyond the imagination of my, of my perspective as a sage. And, uh, and so I think it's that kind of thing can be added. It's not going to make a different personality. So did it feel that. to you on some level, like that aspect just kind of took over on like automatic pilot for you? Well, um, I don't know whether you call it automatic pilot, but, um, um, but, Meaning uh, you you had an ability to know how to do things and, and be able to be in a way that you couldn't have conceived that you would have been able to. I, I'm just curious. I'm not trying to. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my wife was my wife. Uh, just to be I don't want to get too uh, 
too far into the weeds on this, but she was she was incontinent for the last several months of her life as a result of being a result of being uh, paralyzed, and so that created all kinds of uh, cleanup needs and and so forth and so on. That honestly, I never would have dreamed a million years I would have been capable of providing her for her needs in that regard. But it turned out I was, and I. It was as if I were pulling resources that I didn't have any idea in the world that I had. And I think that's how I was able to interpret mm -hmm. what was going on. Um, so, uh, uh, and I, again, I've had, I've had debates with, uh, with Michael channels about this. Frankly, most of the Michael channels are not very friendly to the idea of, of, of the multi-fragment composite soul because it makes things more complicated. And it screws up all these wonderful linear uh, numbering systems and progressions that, that so many Michael students have gotten so attached to. Um, and um, But over time, if the information I've been given is correct, and by the way, the, the information I've been given about this is that this is not just happening on Earth. This is happening across all of, mm -hmm. all of uh, this universe. And, uh, Multidimensional, yeah. Right, right. That, Every planet, every you know, whether it's here in in Andromeda or any other galaxy, is going through mm -hmm. the same kind of transition. So, and and this is this is something that's sort of been ordered up from um, from Source Creation Central, the Dial, whatever whatever it should be called, and um, uh, galactic so, evolution. Yeah, this is yeah this is a this is a, a evolution on a grand scale that will. That will, uh, uh, in theory, um, help us help us on Earth. I, I think to uh, significantly uh, uh, expand our perspectives and our capacities and, and everything we do in R as humans. Well, so. exactly. I mean, especially if you were representing multiple fragments, you know, and having the essence of those you know granite going through the the one primary lens but it makes mm -hmm. you much more open to so many other um sceneries if you will right right yeah excellent okay um next line there is uh task companions um and and this comes from the part of the michael lore is that when that when uh, uh, fragments are come into the come into a physical plane to begin a grand cycle, that they that they also align in addition to that to their essence twin, they also align with with what Michael refers to as a task companion, another essence that that they will undertake uh, long term uh, uh, projects with and. Uh, uh, it could be to learn about this or learn about that or whatever. Uh, but it, the, the, the term is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, but again, the, uh, the reason that this can be of significance is that, is that the, uh, uh, the task companion is someone that, that, uh, uh, you're gonna, you're going to do things, if not at the physical level, you're going to do things at the soul level that are meaningful with each other. And this is another element where the, where the uh, task companion, if, if that one is not 
incarnated while you are while you have a lifetime that that task companion likely will be uh in michael teachings uh one of your spirit guides and will have a great influence on you just like the essence twin mm -hmm. so uh uh and so the task companion will be will be shown in the same way that the essence twin is it will it will give the uh it will give the role of the task companion and whether or not the task companion is uh is incarnated or not incarnated whether you, you know the task companion if it is incarnated or whether you don't and whether you don't have any plans to meet so what does discarnate mean i'm sorry what is this not here not in the physical yeah so my task companion is an artisan who's not in present form so would you read that again sandy your task companion is an artisan and what He's disc or that person's discarnated. Not not currently incarnated, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, fine. That means that 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 task companion is probably um, probably serving in a role as your as one of your spirit guides. Is what it means. Now, you. What is your primary role? My primary role is artisan. Okay. Well, this task companion is also an artisan, so so there would be a there would be a, 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 a redoubling of your artisan tendencies from the standpoint of your guidance. What is your what is your essence twin, if I may ask? Priest. Okay. All right. Well, then, and that is that is that priest incarnated or not? Uh, let's see here. It does not say. Right oh, it under does. it. It says compassionate minus zeal. Male friend younger. That's all it says. Male friend? Yes. Younger. Well, that, means that, that means that that your essence twin is is uh, incarnated and somebody you know. Okay. And it's a friend. Whoever he is is a friend of yours. Gotcha. And your task companion is not incarnated at the present time. right okay gotcha All right. see so if that if that probably that task companion would have more influence on you if if without being incarnated because he would be a priest as part of your part of your uh, spirit guide but uh this is this person whoever it is apparently is a friend of yours and perhaps perhaps uh, if you know any males who are friends who are who are um you know who who uh, it has uh, to be my son okay well that could be yeah is he inspired to, to be teaching you about what you should be doing and so forth? all the time uh. <laughs> <laughs> he is well, the parent and i am the child i know nothing he's driving me up the proverbial wall uh -huh. okay well Maybe as he gets older, he'll think you're getting smarter. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> <can> only hope. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. The next line there is male-female energy ratio. It's just male-female energy, but it's a ratio. And so, uh, uh, Sandy, you want to share what your chart says on that? Yes, I'll be glad to share with you guys. Believe it or not, I'm more male energy, 97 to 3. 97 wow yeah 
Well, that's that is really interesting. Um, isn't that? I find <laughs> isn't it, it interesting, and I also find it very interesting that I'm 92 eight, and she yeah. and I get along yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got you you, you you two have been telling locker room stories to each other for eons, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I well, spit like a man. <laughs> uh, that that is that is fascinating. Well, the the male female energy ratio will have perhaps an indirect effect on the presentation, the energetic presentation in a given lifetime. It doesn't mean someone who's got a high male energy ratio uh, um, who is manifesting or has a life in, in female form is going to be, is going to be masculine, but, but uh, it will mean that that person is t- tends to be, tends to be, um, uh, not the shrinking violet that, that someone who is, uh, uh, who is, uh, uh, you know, has a higher frequency of male, uh, of female energy. Um, is that why you have to shave every morning, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into that, but, um, but anyway, uh, Sandy, I was swallowing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the, uh, the other pat, the other piece of that is that, 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 is said by Michael, and and I I will tell you this: some some channels will say you know it relates to how you present. Others will say it relates to um, the frequency with which you present in one form or the other. And so there the generally is a consensus, I think, that if you have a high ratio of either male or female, um, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna more likely than not you're gonna present in the form of that higher frequency more often than you will in the other form. I've encountered individuals who were 100% um, the one or the other. And, uh, uh, and so I don't, you know, that's a, I think there's a little bit of imbalance there in all likelihood, but, uh, uh, but uh, each soul picks its own configuration for these things. These things, in theory, are, are are aspects that would be in which the 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 fragment and the essence itself would have a some degree of free will choice in terms of the of how they were going to present through this cycle. And so, uh, uh, you know, Sandy, maybe uh, maybe in the last cycle you were ninety seven uh, female and three percent male. And you want to even the score this time? Who knows? But um, yeah, um, <laughs> flipping uh, that switch. Yeah. Does that and, make uh, me gay? Because I like men this lifetime, but yet I have more masculine energy. Energy. That's, uh, I, I didn't understand you. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm ninety-seven-three on the male energy, correct? Right, right. Uh-huh. But I'm attracted to men. Of course, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean you're not attracted to men just because you have a high ratio of male female energy. It, it doesn't mean that at all. It it, it really it relates primarily to the frequency with which you're more, you you're probably going to have most of your lifetimes in male form. And so, in this lifetime, we happen to be gifted with one of your r- r- few appearances as a woman, and uh, and so that's you know that's nice, and. Uh, 
but that's and what a that, very cute woman at that. I'm just going to tell y'all, even though I'm not on screen, <laughs> I'm adorable. So well, just to let you know. Uh huh. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, anyway. Um, <laughs> Poor Tom. Uh, yeah. I, I, leave me with some kind of right way to go when you make these comments. <laughs> oh, no. That's the fun part about being on this show. You never know what I'm going to say. Right, right, right. So, so anyway, that's the, and I'll say for my, in my own, for my own part, um, my primary fragment is uh, 63 male, 37 female. And then I have others that are, are pretty much the opposite. When you balance it all out, it comes out to something like 5248 um, or 51.49. It's very close to an even even balance, and and there is no um, there is no uh, uh, there's no way there's no school for saying how that should be done. But but generally speaking, the averaging uh, is what is is generally thought to be an accurate thing. So across the boards. I'm coming. I'm incarnating uh, uh, about equally in male and female form, and uh, uh, just happen to be happen to be male in this one. Uh, I've 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 encountered a number of lifetimes in female form that uh, of which I've had past life uh, memories and so forth, and uh, in male as well. So um, it's uh, it's something that. And, and most all of us, if we, as I've said before, most all of us have had lifetimes, uh, male, female, uh, if there's an in-between, uh, like there's, we got all kinds of in-betweens now, but in the past we've, we've had various in-betweens as well. We've probably all experienced those to some degree. And, uh, and we, we also have, uh, uh, all incarnated as every race on the planet multiple times. It's uh, at the soul level. There's, to my knowledge, there's little or no preference at all of one race over the other that one is going to show up as, and they all have equally valid and valuable uh, experience for the soul at the soul level and for and at the human level too. Uh, okay. Any any so questions? Yeah. So when we incarnate each time, we're picking our race, we're picking our gender, uh, and we're picking uh, basically what role we're going to be playing. Is that correct? I would say that from what the information that, that comes from Mike on that is that from, from the time that you are mid to upper level uh young soul or certainly by the time you get to mature soul you're absolutely picking those things as you the soul as we'll get to in a little while the soul evolves through different soul ages and uh and so at the younger stages of development um this the soul may not have enough experience to actually make choices in those regards and so others Others, councils of elders or whatever, may be involved in making some of the choices, but uh, the, the, it's not. None of it is against the will of the soul. It's just that at the earlier stages of development, just like picture of uh, an infant, uh, an infant uh, who's being breastfed is not uh, necessarily choosing to be breastfed. 
uh, but but certainly is not rejecting it either unless it can't digest the milk. Um, and so uh, uh, an infant who is who is then uh, weaned off of breast milk and is on is on some sort of baby food uh, is is going to is going to uh, not be picking what his or her diet will be. But, you know, as as quickly as time goes by, we'll quickly start showing preferences for one food over another. And uh, and and so this is the same kind of this is an analogy of what goes on at the soul level for for uh, the exercise of, of of free will choice in the context of uh, of how we show up for a given incarnation. And I think most of us, most of us uh, uh, at the soul level want all the experiences that that uh, that that this the planet has to offer in human form so we're going to want to to show up as both male and female both white black asian uh, uh australian aboriginal whatever whatever's out there we're going to want to try it on and uh and and we'll find value in all of it okay well, that's that's awesome and that's really cool. So thanks for answering that question. We seem to be having a little technical difficulty with Tammy has disappeared and I can't seem to get her back in here. She keeps messaging me uh, and, and she's like, I'm back studio and I do not see her screen in here where I can pop her up in here. So uh, well, Tammy, if you can hear me. Um, okay, but I am. Yes, I know you say you're in the backstage. I don't see one here. So I can't seem to get Tammy back in here in the studio. So, well, but we'll sorry, continue but on. Um, obviously, I'm not able to do anything about that. So, I'm, no, nope, you can't. It's just it's me. So yeah. I will try to figure it out. So um, let's see here. Um, we are going into the frequency next, right? Right. The next line is frequency, and this is a this is a frequency scale from one to a hundred, and uh, uh, and it, uh, uh, it, this again applies to the frequency of your, of your essence or your soul fragment. It's a vibration. Um, and, uh, and typically it, it, it's, it's a, you, if you just use your common sense, if you think of people who are high strung, uh, moving a mile a minute, um, and, uh, uh, and uh, they're sort of action figures and so forth. These are people who are going to tend to be at the higher end of the frequency scale. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, so I've seen people with frequencies in the 90s. What can, uh, Sandy, you want to share what yours is on your chart? Uh, yes. Give me just a second here. I just got Tammy back in the studio. So 48. Okay. So yours is 48. That's, I think mine is 47. Uh, on my primary, I've got others that are a little bit higher. The average age are a little bit under fifty, though, and uh, uh, and I and 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 I know people, as I say, who are. Uh, is Tammy back on now? I yes. am. Sorry. That's all right, Tammy. Do you remember what your frequency is? Fifty-five. All right. Well, that's that's a pretty mellow, mellowed out, uh, relaxed frequency too. But you'll see people who are in the 85, 90, even the 90, 95 range. And these are people that you would call, uh, you know, we would call them high strung. 
or type A personality, or whatever. Uh, and, and in other words, there, the a frequency level at that at that of that height would be would be something that would clearly come through in the in the physical presentation of the individual. Mm-hmm. You would not mistake somebody with a high frequency like that for somebody who's ultra relaxed and and and, and uh, laid back. You wouldn't refer to them in that way. Um, and uh, now I've got I've got one one fragment that is a um, that has a frequency of something like uh, eighteen. Um, and uh, one thing that's interesting about that particular one is that is that it uh, per information both from Michael and from another source that I have uh, and actually multiple other sources that particular fragment in essence alternates between it, it during this cycle has alternated between human incarnations and incarnations as a as a as a cetacean primarily as a humpback whale and oh. so uh, uh which and and the cetacean populations of whales dolphins uh, uh orcas uh they have they have uh they express it differently but they're they're uh, uh, brain power is, is just as great as perhaps greater than our own. They don't have, they can't make, make things like we do because they don't have, they don't have uh, arms and legs and hands and, and so forth. But uh, it's overrated. Yeah. Well, it, it, agreed in that context. And they, you know, the, one of the things that, that I've been guided that they do for us is they're they're They have been patiently holding, holding mm-hmm. space planet-wide within which to allow us to uh, to evolve without trying without destroying ourselves and the planet in the process and you know that's that shows a lot of uh, a lot of patience on that part I'd say um, but but anyway that it's inter- it's always interested me that that particular fragment has that it's an unusually low frequency but it certainly is consistent with what we would think of as a frequency of a of a of a humpback whale who you know makes those beautiful songs and so forth that we get recordings of mm-hmm. and all that um and uh so anyway so any- dennis says he's a 55 i'm sorry dennis says he's a 55 okay all frequency. right 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 yeah and That's i think still I- pretty mellow yeah, it is pretty mellow. I mean that that if you get some the healing work that Dennis does, which is which is remarkable, really. Um, uh, I would say that you know somebody who has a frequency of ninety five would have a hard time, um, hard time uh, with the focus needed for the kind of work that Dennis does. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, um, so, because because that all the work with the with the with energy work uh, uh, with chakras and and with system energy systems in the body requires a lot of uh, of, of, of concentration. It requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of intense listening. You know, in a in a sense, and 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 watching in the way that we we listen, and uh, and that. If somebody is so is so attenuated by their high frequency, 
they'd be unable primary probably to do that um they could get a lot of other things done uh, but uh but but probably not that kind focus of would be challenging right, right. Uh, now the last line in the in the uh reading there of the essence is what's called previous cycles <clears throat> and uh um, and this refers in Michael Lord to what Michael calls a grand cycle. Um, so this is, if you remember the chart we had on screen last week and the week before, um, that, that implies that you, you have a number on yours, Sandy, I don't know what it is, but it would be some number of previous cycles. Um, and, uh, 10, 10 previous cycles. So that means that that before you began this cycle as a in, incarnate being on earth, um, you had already uh, done, done cycles of physical lifetimes on 10 other planets. And you had not only done those cycles of physical lifetime, but you also had, had gone through in Michael's version of things, all the other, planes of form beyond the physical plane, the astral, the causal, the, the uh, higher mental, the messianic, and the, and the Budaic. And then you return to the Tao, or the Godhead, or ground of being, and you had then hung out there for a while, probably got a bit bored and decided you want to go do it again. And, uh, and you did that, and you've done that. You'd completed 10 of those loops um, before you even started here on Earth this time around. Well, that makes sense because I'm an 11 vibration. I'm a 4711, which oh. means I've been here many, many times. So, Well, this is really your 11th, according to Michael's reading, you, this is your 11th grand cycle. Yeah, and 11 means very much a lot to me. So it does, that That it makes sense. You know, uh -huh. it totally does. I totally get that. And the, the uh, um, and, and if you imagine the progression like as I suggested uh, a couple of weeks ago, like a spiral that mm -hmm. starts starts on the ground and moves up, uh, you're going up and up and up. So each time you you make a, a each loop that you complete on the spiral is another grand cycle. And so with each one of those you have, you having eleven or having being in your eleventh grand cycle now. Um, are going to have a very different perspective at your current soul age than you would if you were at the same soul age if and you were on your first grand cycle. Does that make sense? No. Can you repeat that? Like, I don't get that. <laughs> you don't get it. Well, for, for example, um, Sandy, I've had 10 previous cycles. And I'm a old two. And you've had 10 cycles. And you're, what are you? I, I don't know. What am I? I'm a 4711. Uh, no, hold on. You're a mature three. So, oh. you know, I think people get. I like what Tom said. Just means you're a slow learner. So, and as in in that regards, the way I interpret it, Tom, is, you know, Sandy's 
shown up much she's much younger in this lifetime but she's done those the same amount of grand trying or grand cycles mm -hmm. and same with dennis i find it amazing like the amount of um focused energy dennis has in this lifetime to be doing the healing work that he does but yeah, i think that also falls into line with what you were saying with things vamping up too would it not or no tom yeah it does if you if what i was trying to say was if you are doing if you envision the cycle like a loop in a spiral that's mm -hmm. continually rising the, the 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 line of the line of movement is continually getting higher and higher then each cycle that you do you you can be at the same level within the cycle as you were on the cycle below it but to have a very different perspective than you did at the at the same level below it because your your perspective is greater and grander it's much more enriched you, with all the other experience that you've right, had exactly mm-hmm does that help, Sandy? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, that completes the top half of the of the uh, of the reading chart. Um, the second part of it, which we're only going to be able to get, you know, get a sort of a beginning statement into tonight, um, is called the overleaves, and these are the overleaves are everything in the bottom half relates to personality aspects, mm -hmm. how you presenting in your current lifetime. And, uh, um, and so these are, these are things that, that fall on the same as you see on the chart. And I don't know if the, if the folks looking at the show can, uh, can see the chart well enough to read these, to read these, uh, these various pieces of it. But, these things fall on the same axes as the as the uh, uh, essence aspects: the inspiration, expression, action, and assimilation. And so these these same these same there's a consistency uh, between the one and the other is the point of lining it up that way. And uh, uh, and so and each each of these aspects has card card ordinal and cardinal components. Um, and I'll start with just just to get our feet wet a little bit. I'll start with the top line there, where it says, "And overleaves, by the way, in Michael speak, are aspects of, of personality." Um, um, and and the the first thing it says is needs. Now, there's no there's nothing filled in there, uh, but uh, uh, but the uh, 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 Sandy, perhaps you could say what your needs are. Can you do that? Yeah. So, what do you? So, my needs. What am I? Which one do you want me to read? Like the you got, you got three, You should have three entries there. Do you have them? Uh, well, it says overleaves. Okay, so it says needs, adventure, freedom, and power. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> okay. So those the way they're set up on this chart. Excuse me, my throat's getting a little raw here. Um, <clears throat> the way they're set up is adventure, 
freedom and power. These are these are stated in, in from Michael's perspective in the order of priority that they have to you. <clears throat> so your first priority is adventure. Your second priority is 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 freedom. And your third priority is power. <clears throat> but these are your these are the the most primary needs in your life of your life and and, and will be and will be <clears throat> consistent across across your lifetime <clears throat> excuse me oh spirit's trying to come through you now does that ring true for you Yes, it does. It does ring through. And spirit is trying to talk to you right now because you hear you're getting clogged up in your throat. Like something's trying to, you know, to get your attention and speak through you right now. What do you feel right now in this very moment? Well, I've got a, you know, I, I, I made, I made some, I made some dumb moves in my life and one of them was smoking for 50 some years. So uh, I have uh, I have issues that in my respiratory system <clears> that find their way into my throat. That's what that is. Okay. See, he's ignoring it. I bet Cecil's coming through you. So, Tom, I've never actually looked at this particular part that closely before. It seems to me. So I mm -hmm. have adventure, exchange, and communion. Okay. Exchange. What what is exchange representing there? Exchange represents the uh, uh, sharing with others, uh, and uh, uh, in a in in a sort of a a, a partnership uh, way of uh, uh, you know quid pro quo and and so forth, uh, and. Uh, and communion represents joined her at a deeper level with others. And your first one was adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think you, you certainly fulfill that one uh, pretty well. <laughs> um, um, and then, so then the life quadrants. The life quadrant? Yes. Um, yeah, what does yours say on that, Tammy? Power. Okay. So what is that? Uh, represent i mean what does the life quadrant represent that is that is the um that's that's what that it the love knowledge power support are what michael says are the the choices that one makes at the soul level for every lifetime and these are this it, the this is for a your current lifetime only Mm -hmm. And uh, and so uh, so you you're in you've got power is that right? Yeah, I find it interesting that I don't recall ever zo zooming in on this particular aspect of the chart before. Uh huh. Power uh, seems. I I guess I'm trying to. Tammy, that's 
that that is more of an earth sign thing i mean i think people that incarnate as earth signs that's more along their line you know like mine's knowledge so that's an air sign um your feeling ones would be cancer scorpio pisces that would mm. be your loved one you know mm. so i mean that's like an alignment with your astrology well, there is there should be a consistency between the information here and your astrological chart. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> now, my my particular quadrant is love, um, and my and my uh, needs are freedom, expansion, and expression. Um, so, but and again, they come in the order of priority. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, and that and everything about that rings true for me um, in the power mode um, these these life quadrant aspects are ones that the one you pick is one that you will be let's say uh, engaged with it doesn't mean that you're gonna be powerful necessarily in, in any public or outer way power can be just as well at the inner level than at the outer level. I would uh, definitely say that would have to be inner. I don't, in my life. Mm. Um, so, Are you not the matriarch of your family? I am, but um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't. <clears throat> I, I, I would have guessed me love or support. I would well, as Thomas power. told me on uh, many, many aspects mm -hmm. that all of those are within us. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just that's the strong one that you picked coming. And it goes along with being an earth sign. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just it is what it is. Are you what are you what type of what is your sign, Tom? Gemini. Gemini. Gemini? Right. What, are you closer to the cancer side or are you closer to the earth side? Uh, I'm a June 4th. Oh, right in the middle. Interesting. Yeah, right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, righty. Well, that was just very interesting for me as I have <laughs> missed that entire line for as long as I've, I just somehow have missed that. All um, right. Well, we're, we have about a minute left in this broadcast. Actually, it's 930 right now. Yeah. Are we, are, can we, we'll just stop right there and start again next week? With the overleaves, yes. Tom, you did an excellent job explaining what can be complicated. I, I think you did a really good job getting through the essences and stuff and well, explaining all that today. Thank I'm, you. I'm trying to make this in the, in the same vein as, uh, adding subtraction multiplying and dividing so to make to make it it should be easy mm -hmm. and it should not be something that we really have to memorize it should be something that it is in many respects uh, uh sort of commonsensical mm -hmm. uh, but it you know it, it's not something it's not the end all or be all of anything but it, it, it can be very useful information if it uh if it gets in the way of further expansion, then let it go. Let it go. That's the lesson. Well, that was a beautiful note to end on. If it gets in the way of expansion, then let it go. Right. <laughs> I like that. All right. 
Well, Tammy, would you like to close us out of this wonderful segment of section three of four this evening? Oh, I just want to thank everyone for joining us and thank you very much, Tom, for um, sharing with us your knowledge on the Michael um, teaching in the charts. My Until pleasure. next week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye.